bientôt. Why won't it go flat? I spoke in the depths of despair, looking again at the picture in the Rupert Annual of this vital stage of how to make a paper kettle. It looks so easy. I screwed up my fourth attempt and threw it on the nursery fire and took another sheet from Chris's big school block. Chris was supposed to be doing maths homework but was in fact drawing crinoline ladies on the plaster that was imprisoning my right leg. I wonder if Hunkamunka will have her babies tonight. They must be due soon. I wonder how many she'll have this time. He hummed as he drew. Turn the model over and do the same again, read the instructions from the Rupert Annual. I did so. This one was going really well, so far, with very neat corners. I was worried by the thought of Hunkamunka's next family, as the last lot had been eaten. Not as you might have expected by our cat Moppet, but by their own mother. This had shocked us all. We'd kept guinea pigs for generations, and were used to their unpredictable fates, but to be eaten by your own mother. Shocking. I'd seen Alan, my younger brother, looking very thoughtful and gazing at my mother rather apprehensively. Chris, I've got a scratch. He stopped drawing immediately and put his pen down the side of the plaster, but of course it didn't reach. Here, have my ruler, he said kindly. Oh, the relief. But the plaster wasn't to come off for another four weeks. Nobody had been sympathetic when I twisted my ankle, running along the parquet flooring of the convent. We weren't supposed to run anywhere but walk and wait for the nun in charge to catch up and click a little wooden thing in her hand so we could go on. I'd dearly like to have had one, and it made such a nice sound. As Mother Macaulay bent over me, the wooden crucifix round her neck nearly had me in the eye. There, that's what you get for running in the corridors. Now sit there, don't move, and I'll fetch the nurse. She bustled off down the corridor like a black crow flapping, her skirts flying. My friends clustered round. Did you do it on purpose, to escape notes? whispered Dorothy Gilhooley. Lucky thing. Still, it does look a bit puffy. It was getting puffier by the minute, and was very painful. I had sort of done it on purpose, as knew I was going to get indifferent for notes, for swearing at swimming. I said bugger, because Angela Crawler beat me at the breaststroke, and looked so smug. In the world of the convent, indifferent meant very bad. Oh well, said my father, if everyone who swore got a yellow card, police would run out very quickly. But it was not to be encouraged. It could mean a visit to Mother Hogan's office. Girls had been known to faint in the presence of Mother Hogan. She was a terrifying woman, beady black eyes with black ribbon spectacles and you felt like a rabbit being hypnotised by a snake in front of her. Still, I had not expected to be in plaster for six weeks. 
I couldn't play my cello at the concert, and my mother had made a dress specially for the occasion from brocade from some old curtains. Still, it had got me off school for a bit, and I had plenty of time for jackknife practice. Pick up the side of the model, twist and flatten. Oh, I've got it. There was one of the handles. I did the same with the other one. Then turn the model over and do the same again. Now pick up the model, holding both the handles, blow through the hole in the top. There it was, a perfect paper kettle. I gazed entranced. Chris stopped drawing and looked at it admiringly. I gave it to him at once. He drew little paper patterns on the side and it looked even better. Inspired by this, I made another seven kettles and gave everyone one at tea time. Looks more like a box than a kettle. I knew my big brother Arthur would say something scathing. Well, don't have it then. But Arthur kept his hand over it. I love my nove, said Alan, my little brother. Can I put Wolver in it? Alan had difficulty with the language and always said over at the end of each sentence. It's not a real kettle, Alan, said Amanda. It's just made of paper. It's just pretend. And she grabbed the last piece of bread and butter off the dumb waiter as it went round. This was a sort of miniature roundabout in the middle of the table for food which an inventor friend of my father had made, given to the family as a present, and everybody's manners had deteriorated ever since. Arthur had made a grab for it at the same time as Amanda, and the salt crashed onto the floor. Now stop that, all of you, said Nanny Isabel, face flustered. I'll not tell you again, Arthur, if you don't eat up your cauliflowers, there'll be no biscuits for after. We gazed balefully at Arthur. I'd managed to get rid of mine. So had Chris. Alan had stuffed his under his plate and Amanda had eaten hers when she liked it. But Arthur had shot his off the back of the spoon and it hissed and hit the fire guard. Isabel had given him some more. Who are the other kettles for? said Amanda. Why do you want to know, seeing as he's just pretend? I said. So she had liked them after all. Very useful anyway, said Arthur, opening the top of his kettle and pushing in the cauliflower sprigs and closing it up just as Isabel came back into the room. Oh, good, you're finished, she said, whisking his plate away and placing a plate of chocolate biscuits in front of us. After tea, we all trooped down the garden to see if Uncle Monka had had her babies. She sat very still, staring at us, eyes very bright, teeth chattering as she ate the dandelion leaves we pushed through. Perhaps she's not fat enough yet, said Chris. If she gets any fatter, she'll burst, said Arthur. Well, then the babies could come out and Black Ben could be put back in with her, I said. Black Ben was Hunkamunka's lover and had been put in a cage next door after the first massacre of the innocents, as my mother thought he might have had something to do with it. This was rather unfair. He hadn't eaten the babies. Hunkamunk had. That is not how babies are born, Amanda said loftily. Well, of course it isn't, I said, hotly, having a sudden vision of Paula Maitland, mother's best friend who was expecting twins, exploding in the shop. 
but it was so very hard to find out about. My mother had been very reticent about it all the way through childhood. They often do that in the spring, she said in a sepulchral-like tone, when I asked about two sparrows having intense activity outside a window. Eventually I found out about it and Arthur showed me a photo. I thought it was something you did once and it was just lucky how many babies you got from the one go. Oh, you've got nits, shrieked Isabel at bath time as she'd been washing Arthur's hair. This caused pandemonium. Alan was already in bed, and of course I couldn't have a bath because of my plaster, but we all rushed about looking for imaginary nits, and I was rather sleepy and didn't notice during story time that Amanda had slipped out of the room. She suddenly rushed back in the middle of the twelve dancing princesses and said that the babies were here. My mother insisted on us putting hats and coats on to keep warm, said she'd be out in a minute when she'd seen to the fire in the kitchen. We stared. There wasn't much to see, just a few little pink things, but it was exciting. I think he'd made it up, said Arthur, rather cross that he hadn't discovered them. At that moment, my mother joined us. Now look, dears, nothing to worry about, but I'm glad you're all here. Um, there seems to be a bit of problem with the fire. I've sent for the fire brigade just in case. And sure enough, at that moment, we heard the sound of the fire engine. And next moment, the garden was full of firemen. I offered one of them my jackknife to help, and we could all do firemen's lifts and were dying to help. But of course, we just had to watch while a fireman very excitingly got Alan out of his room and down the ladder. Yeah, Turned out to be the Hepburns next door, who had not cleaned their chimney properly and caused a bit of tension from time to time, but was soon put out. Hunkamunka's babies were called Fatima the Third, Hunker Ben and Fire Kettle.